What up, y'all? It's your boy, one and only A Switch, aka Hold My Devil Trigger, <laughs> aka I want blonde hair, but I'm too black for that, aka um, the Panda Express, but but I'm the conductor <laughs> bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites episode 43 to be exact um, today's date is February 20th 2020 to 2020 to 2020 you can add an extra 20 but you get you get what I'm saying the only time we'll have this specific date in I guess ever I mean yeah that's kind of relative but you know won't have a 2020 until never you know so let's celebrate it by doing this podcast why not which we're doing right now so there you go um some interesting stuff came out this week as all weeks for the most part. I mean, you know, you, you get some of your ebbs and flows. Some some weeks are very much slow in terms of news and stuff, but I think this is a pretty moderate week of news, I'd say. Um, but yeah. So first thing I want to cover is uh, the Dice Awards. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh boy not sure what happened there <laughs> oh, I'm really not sure what happened there oh it didn't feel good didn't feel good at all uh, <coughs> oh boy uh, let me focus yeah the dice awards um happened I think around last week's episode but I didn't get a chance to cover it and uh, uh, forgot about it <coughs> kind of went on my radar uh, so thought it'd be a nice time to play catch up and I think we'll sift through some of the winners of uh, of the awards so of course the big one game of the year a pretty big surprise, I say, Untitled Goose Game, boy, and it was fighting against Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and the Outer Wilds. So, um, it's it, I don't know. It kind of kind of maybe speaks to this type of awards ceremony because it is. Well, I mean, there is a wide gamut of games that have won, like uh, 2018 God of War won like a. A ridiculous amount of awards um or 2019 i believe um so i mean i think it's whoever's created a, a creative enough really so um yeah i'm very surprised untitled goose game won it wouldn't be my personal pick for game of the year but i totally understand why i did because uh i did play it uh fully um beat beat the game technically it had like you know some new game plus or EX mode, whatever, but from what I played, I totally understand it. 
very creative, very um, unique. Uh, I mean, it's just fun just being a dick to uh, random people, you know, just doing everyday life. <laughs> Uh, so they made it pretty fun, I have to say. So, I mean, at the same time, I totally understand, uh, it winning either way. So very surprised, uh, it beat Disco Elysium because I believe that was kind of like the, I guess, outside of Death Stranding, kind of the bigger, the biggest game I've heard a lot of positive praise about, uh, consistently across the board, you know, and of course, Death Stranding has its very... I think it's one of the most recent polarizing games I've heard about in terms, you know, reception. It's kind of a love it or hate it. I don't think there's really room for in between. Um, I guess maybe I'm an exception from personal experience playing it. It was okay. Like thinking about it, um, it was fine. It wasn't horrible. I appreciated some of the stuff it did and tried to do. But I'm not, it's definitely not my top game of all time, or I wouldn't speak or scream to the mountaintops, uh, praising it or anything like that. So, yeah. But yeah, overall, good on Untitled Goose Game. Outstanding achievement in game direction, uh, control. Um, Disco Elysium, Outer Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game were in here, as well as a short hike. I've never heard of that game. Uh, outstanding achievement in game design, uh, Baba is you. Uh, I hear this game is pretty creative. I've never played it yet. I know it's like a puzzle game where it's, you know, has very, uh, intricate puzzles where, you know, basically harken on the definition of Baba is you. And you gotta, I believe from what I hear, you have to kind of finagle some things in, in terms of the puzzle environment of trying to make that, uh, make whatever item equal you or something like that i believe um i plan to play that at some point or you know whenever i get that get that itch uh disco elysium outer wild sekiro slate aspire so that was the contestant for outstanding achievement in game design portable game of the year um, Call of Duty Mobile, Grindstone, Sky, Children of Light, What the Gulf, and Sayonara Wild Hearts, which won Portable Game of the Year. I totally would definitely go for Call of Duty Mobile because, man, what they did with that game is still uh, amazing because, uh, you know, it didn't really stick with the kind of conventions of a mobile game in terms of Call of Duty. I mean, you know, you still got the um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Currency and microtransactions and stuff like that. But, you know, in terms of a general game overall, it's like the greatest hits of Call of Duty, both across Infinity Ward and Activision. That's a pretty good recipe, I'd say. Um, outstanding achievement. And I've never played a sign or Hawaii you know, as well. So, um, I hear it's good though, but someday outstanding achievement for an independent game untitled goose game won that uh the other um nominees what the gulf signer wild hearts disco elysium a harsh <laughs> a whore <laughs> i didn't want to say that a short hike because i can't speak today uh immersive reality game of the year uh pistol whip 
which I've never heard of. Um, nominees, Blood and Truth. I've heard of that. Uh, Asgard's Wrath. That sounds familiar. Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets. Trover Saves the Universe. Now I hear about that. I think that's from the same folks that make made Rick and Morty or making it technically. Uh, immersive Reality Technical Achievement. Uh, Blood and Truth won this one. I am still... <laughs> See, this is this is one thing we I don't need to go on a little mini rant right now. Uh, these damn awards need to stop. Stop doing um, stop doing these damn uh, you know, kind of like participation trophy, make another category just to you know make um, you know spread the love type deal that pretty much almost every award kind of has that. I think probably the best best um award show that hasn't really done it, I can recall is the game awards technically everyone seemed to make sense at least all the awards they seem to be very you know sensible they weren't just just oh let's just make another subcategory of roughly the same award just to award more people which is you know I just, yeah and no no immersive reality game of the year what makes that different from immersive reality technical achievement? I guess for that specifically, just technically achieving design, but wouldn't that just make it immersive reality game of the year though? I don't know. Um, I digress. Uh, outstanding achievement in online gameplay, uh, apex legends. I think that's well-deserved. I would, kind of uh well i guess you know i'm kind of having a little bit of a slight bias because of playing a hell out of call of duty uh modern warfare lately but um yeah which is which is a nominee uh destiny 2 tetris 99 and wargroove i wasn't aware of wargroove multiplayer or that it had extensive multiplayer or at least legitimate that's must be a testament to how good it is um i plan to try that out someday eventually uh, strategy simulation game of the year uh, fire emblem three houses took it um i have <laughs> have it and i've yet to play it but uh if any of the previous games are any indication um yeah i'm pretty sure it's well deserved uh, anno 18 uh, oxygen not included slay the spire and total war three kingdoms were the runner-ups for that a uh, sports game of the year fifa 20 i mean boy this is one of the categories I know next to nothing on. Um, Madden NFL 20, MLB to show 19, NBA 2K20, NHL 20 being the runners up. It's good that they split up racing now, I think, because normally they just bundle racing and sports kind of up together, which I don't think really makes the most sense. I think it's just, you know, yeah, we'll just put them in that category because they're kind of similar, you know, so. Role playing game of the year. Uh, there's Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, Kingdom Hearts 3, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and The Outer Worlds, which won and took it. Role-playing game of the year. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of that. I'll probably go on a little bit of it later, but yeah, I think from playing it so far, it seems pretty legit. Pretty legit. Uh, racing game of the year, so they did split it up. That's very good on them. Uh, you had Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, Dirt Rally 2.0, F1 2019, 
Mario Kart Tour and Trials Rising. Mario Kart Tour wanted a mobile game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't discriminate. It's got to be legit somehow. But I mean, come on, like Crash Team Racing. I think we all know that should have won. But, you know, I digress. Uh, fighting Game of the Year, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Samurai Showdown, uh, Jump Force, Dead or Alive 6, Mortal Kombat 11 took it. I think out of these games, it for sure deserved it. Maybe Samurai Showdown is probably a pretty close contender. But uh, then I can't attest to Dead or Alive 6, and I hear Jump Force is atrocious trash. So, but... Um, yeah, good on uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, family Game of the Year, which <laughs> I think it might as well just be called Nintendo Game of the Year, really, because it's not... Well, there's some some like uh, Super Lucky's Tale for the Xbox that comes to mind. Probably some other games that I can't think of right now, but uh, it's a little veered towards Nintendo. Um, so uh, with that being said, uh, Super Mario Maker 2 won it. Uh, then there's Yoshi Crafted, Yoshi's Crafted World, Ring Fit Adventure, Dragon Quest Builders 2, and a short hike. So, uh, yeah, a little, uh, little veer towards Nintendo still. So, uh, Adventure Game of the Year, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order winning it. It was good. It wasn't, like, exceptional or, like, I didn't, like, you know, go crazy uh, for it, but I understand it. Um, the Legend of Zelda's Link Awake, Link's Awakening, uh, Resident Evil 2, Luigi's Mansion 3, and Death Stranding. Definitely out of these, I, I definitely would have vetted for Resident Evil 2 for sure, but hey, I don't, I don't make the rules. I don't make those calls. I don't do it. <laughs> Action Game of the Year, uh, Control winning it. Oh, I think it has two have has to uh call of duty modern warfare devil may cry 5 gears 5 and Sekiro. so i mean control it's fine it's fine control is pretty good though i played it thoroughly played the hell out of the game actually i understand it i understand it i probably would have gave it to probably would give it to devil may cry 5 yeah uh Sekiro is pretty good too but yeah i think ultimately i give it devil may cry Outstanding technical achievement, Death Stranding. Yeah, this, I I guess, uh, this just, these damn subcategories. I mean, the visually, Death Stranding is, was pretty magnificent. That's definitely a big component of me um, that kept me playing the game, just being able to absorb the, the, the environment and the world while, you know, <laughs> taking extended walks, uh, delivering packages for people, so... Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is definitely what I think what I would have picked because boy the graphics and just overall just design is very just visually appealing on a lot of levels and you know probably all the work that goes into it I hear it did some really um, some creative um, deceptive type of stuff that kind of makes it uh, more streamlined and in turn kind of makes it uh, you know, ups that visual appeal, I, I believe. So that's probably what I would have gave it to. Uh, Metro Exodus, Concrete Genie, and Control were the nominees for that. Um, outstanding achievement in story, Disco Elysium. So 
looks like Disco leaves him and go completely empty-handed. Uh, Outer Wilds telling lies. The Outer Worlds in control were the runner-ups for that. Um, audio design, outstanding achievement. Audio design. Death Stranding won that one. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just go through the winners now because it's so many. Outstanding achievement. Original music composition. Control. Outstanding achievement in character. Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> the goose. <laughs> I like how they put that as a character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind. Of, that's funny. I I gotta give him credit for that. Uh, who was Cliff Unger from Death Stranding? Uh, oh, I think that's uh Mads Mikkelsen's uh character. Yeah, that's that's pretty deserved. Uh, outstanding achievement in art directing, control, outstanding achievement in animation, Luigi's Mansion Three. Okay, all right, okay. So yeah, that was the Dice Awards. Pretty interesting. Uh, I respect the decisions. Obviously, I mean, I wouldn't agree with a lot of those, but I understand why they chose them. Yeah. Um. So let's uh let's dabble into some news actually. Um. Yeah, we'll uh we'll do a. I was gonna set do some something different, but we'll switch it up. Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I feel horrible for that. So first, the news. Uh, apparently, there has been a new patent for the PSVR2, uh, the controller specifically. So it looks very much like a hybrid between uh, a Nintendo Wii controller. Or Wiimote officially, uh, Wiimote trademark, um, and the Valve Index. So it kind of looks, yeah, it looks like a very distinct blend between the two, like a like a direct synergy of the two, because you have kind of like the support strap, like a Wii in a sense, even though it's on the side, and then you have like a button on the back, kind of the same same con- contour as the Wii. And then there's these weird, like, it looks like a touch bar or light bar or some seems like some method to detect where your fingers are at. At least that's what it's kind of indicating in the patent. That's kind of cool. But yeah, this is supposedly going to be with the next PSVR uh, component. So I believe it's it was agreed that it's going to come out like shortly after or reasonably after the PS5 comes out. Um yeah looks pretty pretty nifty though pretty pretty sweet i'd mess with it yeah if uh if the psvr came out with uh some legitimate games i want to play like more than likely probably if it was one title to be like you know okay i guess it's time to get psvr maybe probably another resident evil resident evil 8 but then again it's like it's a conflict because i don't want to don't want another Resident Evil in first person, but at least according to the rumors from I believe last episode or episode before that, that's gonna kind of be a reality or somewhat solidified as a reality. So, um, I hope to voice my opinion if I do get invited for the uh, um, play test for Resident Evil, or I think they kept it very cryptic in terms of um, what title it's gonna be, but. We'll see. I'm all for 
non-FPS Resident Evil personally, or at least given a choice if you want to do first person or third person or whatever. So I thought that was a pretty interesting tidbit of news. Uh, probably another uh, significant change in news or news tidbit. Um, Grand Theft Auto 4, which I believe we covered in a couple episodes ago that it was uh, taken off Steam and now uh, it is coming back uh, basically due to the games for Windows Live kind of, I guess, corruption now that Microsoft abandoned it completely. It was supposed to be kind of like a a conduit for your Xbox account so you can like get achievements and stuff. I think it was like Resident Evil 5, Halo 2, uh, before we got the Master Chief Collection and stuff like that, all kind of supported it one way or another. Um, but it was basically just like an extension of Xbox on your PC. That's probably the best way to describe it. But um, yeah, now that it's no longer, uh, now they did release a Grand Theft Auto 4 Complete Edition. But it's some, man, it's some like significant downsides to it, I feel. Um, so of course, you know, I mean, obviously no games for one to lie, which is obviously okay. Understandable, whatever. Don't really care about it anyway, but probably the biggest out of these not having or not coming with Grand Theft Auto four is no multiplayer. So that's like, uh, I mean, I, I, I enjoy GTA online's multiplayer and all, but I think it was, uh, it was some kind of nuance and like, uh, uniqueness with um, Grand Theft Auto 4's multiplayer that I did thoroughly enjoy. Probably the biggest uh, favorite for me personally was uh, Mafia Work, which was just uh, I I just love the concept of that, where basically you just like do all these miscellaneous um, uh, jobs or missions. Yeah, more more so miscellaneous missions, and then whoever has the most points or, you know, did the most of the missions because I, it was, it kind of, it was, it was interesting. It was like a blend of, of, of an objective type with a little bit of kind of, I guess, somewhat TDM and also having, um, um, I guess the one mode in GTA online now where it was like dedicated missions where you're versing each other, but it had a really cool blend of that all within like a free roam city still, which I thought was so damn cool at the time. That's probably the mode I probably played the most, but, um, yeah, it's like, uh, we won't, won't get that mode again since we, we clearly haven't gotten any signs of it, which still befuddles me to this day that there isn't a, that mode added or uh, GTA Online, because man, that would be so damn fun. But I guess because, I don't know, in terms of the state of GTA Online, really, it's like, I get the impression at least, from at least trying to, you know, matchmaking to certain games, there might be certain niches, but it seems like all people do on GTA Online, at least from the past recent times I've logged in, maybe the latest was like somewhat around Christmas, I want to say, was that... People seem to either just be straight free roaming or just play heist missions like relentlessly. That's at least the impression I seem to get whenever I'm playing or I try to get I try to get in the groove of playing it again because I didn't really do all the new uh, heists and, you know, um, vehicle missions and packs and all that. But that always ends up taking me out ultimately because like, uh. I already did some of this stuff. I don't really feel like doing it again. And, you know, but that's a 
big bummer i'd say specifically for pc of course you know with the modding and you know well overall just just multiplayer experience which is a shame but i'm pretty sure you know some hackers will probably um you know reverse engineer some way to get it back to play unofficially or something like that which would be just as cool actually uh but i mean at the same time too there is gta online so i see why they wouldn't you know re-release it because then it might take away from the you know mind share of gta online and the juggernaut that it is currently too so it's a very uh finicky slope but probably the next uh significant i guess you know detriment of this is also some of the radio stations at least they claim is temporarily unavailable but yeah i mean we've seen in terms of uh, licensing music within GTA, they always seem to disappear. Uh, they may replace it with something else, but I mean, the original music or, you know, track that you always love listening to every time is just going to be, you know, permanently gone, you know, potentially. So bit of a bummer. I mean, again, probably the, the modern community will be able to probably bring that back, but you know, that's just yet another hoop. You're going to have to jump over to try to play this again, but on a good side, I mean, if you have the console versions of GTA 4, I think, you know, you're still in luck of there. Uh, I know it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. Um, and then on PS3, you can still play online too still. So balances, I guess, if you really ultimately super duper wanted to play multiplayer still, there is hope out there, you know, <laughs> for the very few that probably care <laughs> for me personally i just yeah it's kind of sad to see always you know uh, mainly for a lot of multiplayer that you you've been attached to and played a lot it's always sad to see it go but then again at the same time you barely really play it so uh yeah you know um next in news uh you guys remember that uh video game called dangerous drive-in that was basically the spiritual spirit spiritual successor to dangerous driving nope i totally messed that up the spiritual successor to burnout which is dangerous driving they did announce that they are making a sequel called surprise dangerous driving 2 <laughs> that'd be kind of cool surprise dangerous driving 2 literal title no uh, but Dangerous Driving 2 um, is on its way at some point. Um, curious to see um, how it's going to play out. Probably the big, uh, I guess, um, I don't know, downside for me is that apparently it's going to be um, going to copy uh, Burnout Paradise in terms of having a free roam in the world where you can drive around and drive up to missions and stuff, which personally I'm not a fan of specifically for burnout games i like the just the quick quick paced action and just going to missions uh after you're done and going to the next mission i kind of like that format and prefer that format more than um you know this free roaming aspect because i mean i think that's maybe a misconception like not all games have to be you know open world or free roam i just feel like some games cater to that more than others and i think in this case personally um dangerous driving too i i really prefer it to just be the traditional you know uh, mission select format um which i think caters to that game more but 
I'll have an open mind. Um, I didn't really give Burnout Paradise that much of a chance. Um, but, you know, I'll keep an open mind for Dangerous Driving, too. Um, I, I've yet to actually play Dangerous Driving, but probably maybe if it goes on sale, probably be the time I give it a chance. But, um, you know, keeping that burnout mechanic or burnout tendency alive, you know, I'm all for that, though. But yeah, it's probably just to support, you know, the burnout type arcade racing game. I'll see myself at least supporting it because I do like that there, you know, there is a legitimate driving game that focuses and has an emphasis on, you know, crashing and, you know, ramming other cars, which is definitely what makes, you know, burnout by far my favorite, you know, racing game of all time. Um, so, yeah. Very curious to see how this is going to play out. I don't think they revealed it on a release date, but apparently it's going to be playable at PAX East if you go there, if you are a PAXer, packing it up. PAXI. PAXI? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> kind of harken on that. Uh, apparently, um, um, PlayStation, who did plan to actually be at PAX and uh, have demo kiosks for The Last of Us Part Two, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think a few other indie titles as well. They're backing out due to the coronavirus, you know, concerns uh, as well. So, <laughs> I mean, it's legitimate. I mean, it's a thing going on. I think the 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 concern for that was that some a lot of folks were coming to have to come to China to go to this event or something like that. So yeah, I totally understand why they want to be better safe than sorry. I mean, we're on the, um, the wake of, uh, the new console generation. So totally valid, totally valid in, in all fronts. And, uh, on top of that, on top of that, due to the scares, uh, they all are also backing out of uh, GDC again due to concerns of the coronavirus, uh, as well as uh, Facebook gaming slash Oculus, because um, Facebook makes Oculus, Oculus Rift. So, boy, this coronavirus is getting real, real serious, man. Real serious. Um, making me feel like I need to get my, my scorpion mask on quick. Need to get the damn, get the damn sub zero mask going. <laughs> Might as well just put on the whole ninja suit. Just look like a, look like a big ass nigga ninja, you know, just, just a, just a ninja, but black and a big, big ninja, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to go somewhere with that, but I'm not. <laughs> So, yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be interesting. Very interesting to see. But mama ain't raised no bitch, so you know what? Mask off, all right? Mask off, like that one song. Just, I'm pretty sure it was a song for it. I remember something about mask off. You pick up what I'm putting down. I hope you do. Uh, next to news. I think we touched on this last episode, but. I believe there were some more details that kind of came up um, after the fact. Uh, So basically, you know, with um, PlayStation 5 um, building, 
you know, uh, a console costs 450 overall due to the the scarcity of the NAND and RAM components. But I believe there were some more developments regarding that. In particular, was there really anything significant? And I just put this for no reason. I'm not sure if we found out the price. Or did we? I think I only talked about specifically um, PlayStation waiting to compete with Xbox Series X in terms of price, but maybe that was it. So maybe I'll just, uh, uh, they did cancel the camera features, which I think that was one thing we didn't cover. But yeah, I guess uh, in general, essentially the same. So I just did that for nothing. <laughs> so we're just going to skip on that. Like we, it didn't even happen. Um, I believe we also talked about last week kind of provide an update in terms of modern warfare has been real coy and very quiet in regards to uh, the battle Royale rumors. Um, but again, we, as of now, we still have yet to hear anything regarding, even though there's blatant clear signs that, uh, it's definitely a thing. You know, I think we talked about that. The trailer is a straight up direct, direct giveaway of like a lot of elements of battle royale parachuting out of the planes and you know um that they're facing each other and stuff like that and at least the you know cinematography definitely shows like a very expansive map that and and the players parachuting on the map so it's uh pretty hard to not acknowledge that as it is a uh, battle royale that is coming. And uh, I believe uh, Activision has been taking down a lot of people that have been, uh, you know, showing pics of the of the rumors of it. Or, you know, I think there are some glitches because uh, I know we talked about before that there is a new menu option on the modern warfare screen that's classified and like uh, a very significant mode that has its own dedicated mode just like black ops 4 hmm wonder what it could be so um yeah so at least basically activision has just not been saying nothing but i feel like we should be hearing about it sooner or later just a matter of when really i'm guessing next week either next week or the week after because um they're making it seem like it's gonna be pretty soon i think one aspect that did develop that we didn't hear about before was that um it is going to be free to play um more than likely so basically you can specifically just play the warzone aspect of modern warfare um but you don't get to play obviously the traditional modern warfare stuff so but I believe they said like uh, prog- progression, everything still translates, um, which is that's going to be a big win or big uh, high relief personally in terms of, you know, grinding out this battle pass and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty interesting to bring up either way, but still in development. Back to you at <laughs> back to you, Catherine. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like I'm very news reportery, which I'm not trying to be like, but I feel like this stuff needs to be discussed. So on, uh, for Witcher three on switch, 
boy, this this man, this game has got gotten some love right now. I mean, obviously with the TV show beefing the game up and stuff like that. But um, now there's a patch released, I think, earlier this week that uh, for The Witcher 3 that now supports cross save with Steam and GOG. And then additionally, on top of that, even more graphical options. So that is that is just crazy. That is so damn crazy. I know they uh, were kind of exploiting this before that um, the Switch version had the options to change the graphics, um, a modded version at least. But now that there's, um, you know, it's unlocked for everybody to mess with and tinker with. That's kind of, that's, that's crazy. You know, now uh, I believe there are some options just to make the game look better, run even better. And it already has on the switch too, but ah, man, the cross save now, now the game has cross save. So in theory, I could like play the game on my switch and then transfer it to PC. And just that, that potential flexibility alone has got me super duper tempted to, uh, one dive into the Witcher three, which I've, I've never yet to do. I maybe played like what? Five minutes in, um, just moved on to other stuff. Cause I was like, uh, I know where this is going. This is like 250 hours of my life that I'm not sure I'm ready to commit or give away just yet. Uh, this was around when it came out, but yeah. So, uh, boy, yeah, I'm very tempted very tempted just you could like I could just be going out of town and just playing the hell out of the, the, the Witcher 3 and then when I go home to you know my PC I could just just load the save and just play it in like immense graphical fidelity it's like switching on a whole nother level but to your PC that's just so crazy to me oh my god uh, more games need to do this I'm just saying as a multi-platform user boy it is greatly appreciated is immensely appreciated whenever people do do this. Uh, and I still vow vouch for uh, Monster Hunter World. Please do this. Just just give me just give a cross save, even if it's just like a cutoff save, just to transfer my character. That I put like 200 hours in. I don't want to do 200 hours again on a PC version. Let me just play monster hunter how i want to play it because i put time and dedication into your game already just let me transfer a save or something all right come on sorry that was <laughs> i literally got on my soapbox and i was just i, was, I went off i'm gonna lie to y'all um somewhat semi speculation well not really speculation it's concrete information but Rainbow Six Siege uh, is coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and crossplay is in the works. Now, mind you, that does include uh, the original, the PS4 and Xbox One. So technically, in theory, based off the statements, um, you'll be able to play Rainbow Six on your PlayStation 5 with your buddy that has a PlayStation 4 that just has not decided to pull the trigger yet or you know your friend on Xbox One that maybe hasn't decided to pull the trigger out anytime soon um just that alone is a, just a very interesting precedent that I think a lot of games are going to follow suit on as we you know transition into the next generation of games and stuff 
Um, you know, like uh, my dream and aspiration is especially Overwatch, Overwatch 2 or whatever, how they kind of manage the transition of that, you know, having being able to play. I have an Xbox Series X and I can play with a friend that has a PS4. That's kind of cool. I think uh, more games need to do that more. The more, the better overall. But that's still surreal to me that now that's becoming a norm which is fantastic thought we'd never see this day <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to de- uh that de- uh kind of uh degrade the significance of you know civil rights but i mean it's, it's, it's somewhat close you know I'm, I'm not to demean civil rights obviously but you know it's like a thing we never see that we fought so long today we now play on your PS4 on your Xbox together <laughs> so that's gotta be done that's gotta be done somebody I feel like that's a thing already somebody uh, somebody is Martin Luther King or emulate Martin Luther King but inst- uh, I don't know that's kind of touchy though it's Martin Luther King but emulating kind of the um, blacks versus whites yeah, that's a little that's a little touchy. That's a little touchy. Probably don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, that does it's something there, but I don't know. I think it maybe comes down to execution, how how it's conveyed, but there's some there's some diamond in there, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Not sure how we got here, but we did. So interesting stuff either way. Um, <coughs> boy, that was unexpected. Um yeah, and then in, in terms of the interview, uh, they don't really cover if it, in terms of like, let's say I have um, Rainbow Six for PS, PS4, and if I jump to PS5, for example, if I just simply put my disc in the P- PlayStation 5 and play that way, or put my disc in and maybe have to pay like $10 to, for upgrade fee, but I guess could use the disc the same disc to play it, which I think they kind of did. Um, go, jumping from PS3, 360 to PS4, Xbox One, kind of where they did kind of have that program in terms of that transitional period of uh, upgrading to the current gen console. So very fascinating to see how that's going to come into play. Ideally, would totally love it if they just, you know, for free. Or maybe you maybe even you could just play the game. It just will be at a lower quality, but you can still play it without having to pay anything on the next gen console, which would even be pretty cool, too. Uh, it's a lot of options here, you know, because I mean, me personally, I am uh, very much a stickler for trying to play the best fidelity possible. But I mean, you know, you're going to dangle some, you know, hey, you can play this, but you can play it even in greater fidelity. You want to you want your eyes burned at 10K? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, go go ahead buy that buy that five dollar five dollar upgrade kit, you bitch. <laughs> That's what I just <laughs> I feel plays and every time I I'm tempted and and suckered in the, in the stuff that I probably shouldn't be doing, but God damn it, I'm a sucker for it. You know, and and I'm and you know the first step is admittance and acceptance. Well, not necessarily acceptance, but acknowledgement of you know you making those very. Uh, you know, unfortunate decisions, I, I, I guess, you know, so, hey, progress, progress. 
Um, uh, on the Resident Evil Three, uh, train, uh, obviously, uh, at least if you're on the in the echo chamber about it all, uh, apparently, yeah, there really hasn't been any like you know, it's been pretty much crickets in terms of any updates or news or details in terms of Resident Evil Three, which personally, to be honest, I'm fine with because the game is gonna be so close to, we're like what a month, a monthish away. From it, uh, or maybe kind of technically longer than that, but you know what I mean. Uh, we're very close to it coming out, so I mean, it's they don't really need to, and I think that kind of works in their favor because it's creating like I think a fervor for a lot of folks trying to want to know more, like ah, oh, I want to know all about this. Well, what what can you do in this and blah 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 yada yada. So. I mean, I think it's working in Capcom's favor, actually, and it's not that long to wait on top of it. So, I mean, personally, I'm fine with it, but uh, some interesting details, which may kind of indicate that this might be going somewhere or I guess it's kind of unrelated to RE3 remake, though, but it could. No, actually, maybe it's it more than likely isn't, but apparently there was uh, one of the voice actors for Biohazard 3. I guess that's kind of the connection. Uh, They said that one of the other models that they know uh, is working, uh, is a a character on another remake. And uh, the person is Ninja Cat Girl on Instagram. Uh, Boy, that just sounds creepy, but you know what I mean. Um, I mean, it's, you know... So if you look at her Instagram, which I, I guess I'm kind of weirdly uh, saying, I mean, if you if you care, really, to be honest, but basically she looks a lot like um, in terms of based off. I'm not going to show them toes. So shut up. Shut the hell up, X. If you um, look at her photo of her, just based off her general look, she looks a lot like um Alexa Ashford from um Resident Evil Co Veronica. So I mean on top of that that's logically the next remake um in terms of chronological order cuz they covered 1 through 3. So now the next one is um well not Resident Evil 4 but technically this is the Resident Evil 4 or the next one that came after 3 anyway which out of every all the recent Resident Evils in general this is probably definitely the most, the next one that is in dire need of a remake, um, for sure. So it, I could see it probably being that. So some people were saying that it was Rebecca, maybe they're remaking Resident Evil one again, which I think is very unlikely because that game is just perfect. And it's, it could stand like another 10, 12 years anyway. Um, before I guess, you know, we will still have that talk like, eh, man, it might need another remake, you know? So I don't know, but it is pretty fascinating that, uh, there is somewhat of a little bit of a confirmation that it might be Alexa Ashford for Cole Veronica and that Cole Veronica is getting remade as well, which I'm totally fine with because man, that game is great too. Uh, people are kind of, I think it's polarizing. I know a lot of people maybe think it's like, it might be the weakest, Resident Evil, personally, I don't think so. There's some other ones that are weaker, like RE0. I think it's probably the weakest of the mainline Resident Evils. 
I'd maybe put Revelations first and then maybe Zero after that in terms of just the weakest uh, Resident Evil games, but that's up for debate. But um, some people are also saying that might be Regina, which I don't know. She looks, she seems to look a little too young to be a Regina. Um, but I mean, it's possible, I guess. And then maybe they're just using the face model and then kind of deviating off that or something. It was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that great. It was, uh, it was okay. It, I mean, it was playable for sure, but yeah, it was out of the Resident Evils. It's definitely, yeah, one of the weaker ones for sure. So I thought that was pretty cool in terms of, uh, you know, some semi leaky, uh, um, you know, speculation, confirmation, if you will. Um, but yeah, that's cool that, uh, we're, we're potentially getting Cove Veronica remake. I mean, keep these damn remakes going. I'm, I'm all for it specifically for Resident Evil, especially considering how dated the games are now and just how much, how many hardcore fans there are for Resident Evil in general. So I'll put myself in that pot also, admittedly. So um, you know that game Shimu Three. Um, I'm kind of ashamed. I've yet to play it either. But uh, there apparently is going to be a demo or DLC pack coming for the, uh, Shimu Three called the Story Quest Pack. Uh, is dropped or I think it's already dropped. So I have to just just check that out someday. Um, I think it's paid though. Yeah. Yeah, you can get the season pass or you can get each DLC separately because I guess there's supposedly three DLCs. So, hey, yeah, pretty horrible representation of the DLC, though. It's just a dude tied up, a dude, the same dude talking and then Rio putting his hand on a cup. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and pre-order now. <laughs> oh my God, Rio! Rio got his hand on a cup. Oh my goodness! Oh my God, this is the best DLC ever. <laughs> the sad part is probably some dude like that. I ain't gonna lie. That's probably some dude. Oh my God, Rio got his hand on a cup. Oh my goodness, he put his finger on the cup. <laughs> DLC of the. Oh my God, DLC of 2020. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. It's probably the last. Uh, segment want to cover <laughs> my Bugatti. <laughs> um, is the MPDs of January? Uh, so, uh, you know me, maybe you don't, but you know, I love me some data, uh, specifically for video games. So, you know, I have to, uh, absorb and analyze and kind of, uh, guess just what the people are, uh, you know kind of wanting to play or buying it's a uh, kind of fascinating to see especially from somebody who's like you know in a a particular niche of preferencing games and then to see you know the general public overall what people are actually voting with their wallets 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 really so i think it's pretty good we uh or interesting we uh kind of divulge into that um, so just a few tidbits. I'm just going to try to highlight majority of this stuff, but, um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is January's best-selling game. Launch month sales 
third highest in franchise history, trailing only Dragon Ball Fighters and Dragon Ball Z Budokai. So, I'm not the biggest fan of Dragon Ball. Um, I'm familiar with a lot of this stuff, but not 100%, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, from what I'm hearing, this is actually pretty good. Um, I thought a lot of people thought it was going to be booty, but um, I hear it's pretty good. And actually, I think for somebody like me, who's not really into Dragon Ball, this actually is a good entry point because I think they, uh, from what I hear, it's it, it covers a lot of... Uh, the initial story of Dragon Ball in terms, I guess, mainly, you know, Goku's story growing up and all that stuff. Um, as somebody who doesn't know much about Dragon Ball like that, but pretty interested and tempted to probably give this a try, uh, as this is probably like a, I guess, a really good entry point. And I think uh, from what I hear is that it's uh, even more condensed um, kind of entry point that cuts all, all the fat out as well. Like if you were to, you know, watch the show, which uh, I'm kind of interested in cause you know, I know there's a lot of bloat with uh, Dragon Ball and, and stuff like that. So kind of has piqued my interest. Now that's kind of vetted to be good. I might, uh, I'm, I'll be tempted. Probably if it goes on sale at a pretty good price, maybe I'd, I'd give it a chance. Um, of course though, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> second best uh best-selling title in the month of january and remains the best-selling game over the past 12 months uh i'm gonna stop getting on my preacher box for modern warfare but it's well deserved specifically with the inclusion of crossplay and battle pass and you know uh, the seasons now that they're you know slowly dropping out dropping all these uh dlc maps and stuff like that uh new guns and all that so well-deserved Modern Warfare. You do deserve it. Grand Theft Auto, I feel like at this point, surprising nobody, still selling crazily. Top five best-selling titles. Um, Jesus. And it was coming back, actually, since uh, August of 2019. So, <sighs> my God. Now, Ring Fit Adventure, that's pretty surprising. Uh, it's ninth ranked in terms of the bestsellers list. And this game has just been like a cult classic or like just a word of mouth fiend. Cause I've been hearing like a lot of positive, uh, interesting stuff. Uh, cause uh, apparently it, it's kind of like we fit, but I don't even want to give it, put it in that box either. Cause I believe it's better than that in a lot of ways. <laughs> but, uh, a lot of people from what I'm hearing are saying that's really, uh, just good overall and you know uh keeping people to work out and you know stick with working out in in this sense that can't go to a gym and stuff like that so a lot of that is actually pretty interesting so i might uh i hear also it's like selling out everywhere too uh, i think partially due to coronavirus in terms of not being able to you know produce more so it's kind of interesting um, what others is uh, interesting tidbits? The Xbox Elite Series Two wireless controller, the best-selling video game accessory for the third consecutive month, came out in uh November. Um, and yeah, I could vouch for it. That boy is hefty. That boy is legit. 
been having some weird stinking issues though but i'm i'm not sure if it's the xbox the game because coincidentally it seems to always be when i'm playing call of duty or the controller itself (laughs) whenever i reset it it seems to work just fine so i'm not sure where the culprit is there but outside of that that boy is great i could definitely vouch for that but uh yeah that have that price tag though is hefty uh so i'm just gonna dabble in terms of just uh i'll go over the 20 um top telegames all platforms so like we talked about before dragon ball z is top number one modern warfare 2 man fo 23 that's expected jedi fallen order at four actually is pretty uh, surprising i didn't really see that uh getting this high in terms of the sales um, NBA 2K20 at six. Uh, we already talked about Grand Theft Auto Five conveniently at five. Uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate at seven. Mario Kart Eight at eight. That's weird. That's weird. Weird numbering. <laughs> Number of titles are in their weirdly appropriate places. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure at nine, like we talked about. Red Dead Redemption at ten. Uh, Red Dead Re- Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, Minecraft still hitting it at 11 Pokemon sword at 12 Luigi's mansion three at 13 uh, battlefront two 14 I'm curious about this I guess there's a resurgent I think I think with the DLC for for the movie that was added maybe that got a lot of people to get back into it or maybe there's just a weird push for people getting back into battlefront two I guess um, breath of the wild 15 need for speed heat at 16 FIFA 20 at 17 just dance 2020 at 18 Mortal Kombat 11 at 19 Pokemon Shield at 20 so we all know the superior Pokemon is Pokemon Sword Sword over Shield bitch <laughs> that that definitely would be the I mean, sword just sounds more appealing than shield. It's like, I want to hit somebody. I won't want to block, you know, just based off that alone. I don't know. Maybe they put all the, the good Pokemon in shield though, instead, just to kind of troll you. Who knows? I'll cover at least the top three for the respective platforms. Uh, Xbox one, Dragon Ball Z, Modern Warfare, Madden, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and MBK, MB, MBK, NBA 2K20. PS4, Dragon Ball, Modern Warfare, Madden, and it's kind of like, wow, it's weirdly the same. There's literally the only difference between PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Xbox One has NBK, NBA 2K20 at 5. Um, PlayStation has Jedi Fallen Order at 5. But NBA 2K20 is right below it at 6. So, interesting. Interesting. Uh, Nintendo Switch, Smash Bros. Ultimate, number one. Mario Kart 8, number two. Ring Fit Adventure at three. Uh, Pokemon Sword at four. Luigi's Mansion 3 at five. Pokemon Shield is at seven. Just to kind of keep that competition. Because <laughs> so we know that Sword is clearly superior than, than uh, Shield. So uh, The 10 best selling games for the last... 12 months uh the first we talked about before modern warfare uh, number one nba 2k20 number two man nfl 20 
uh, three, Borderlands three at four, Mortal Kombat eleven at five. Uh, yeah, we could cover this one. Um, Jedi Fallen Order at six, uh, Division two at seven, Smash Ultimate at eight, uh, GTA five at nine, and Mario Kart eight at ten. So, not nothing too surprising there. Uh, shouts out to Matt Piscatella who uh, breaks down all this information. He is the the data legend, uh, data chief, data savant, whatever you want to call him. It's it's all great. It's all gravy. <laughs> all great gravy. Um, yeah, nothing really surprising. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I guess I'm mildly surprised by that because I didn't hear much. I guess hype about it before it came out. So I didn't really think uh, it would be number one, really. But then again, it's not really that much competition that came out in January specifically that I could recall. Um, so, I mean, I think it just came out at a good time that, you know, it was very sparse in terms of the new gaming market uh, for January. So it makes sense now that I think about it in that way. But <laughs> interesting stuff. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure is kind of surprising too. Um, I just didn't know how good that game is, but I don't know. How's it going, X Boss? Um, fascinating stuff, though, man. Very fascinating stuff. Pokemon Sword. I mean, I kind of saw that coming. Pokemon Sword totally obliterating Shield, but I mean, I, I mean, this was before when it came out in November 2 I'm assuming it was the same anyway so cool cool stuff those are the MPDs those are the MPDs man um so I think we covered all the news topics uh so let's get into what I've been playing uh first and foremost this game has just got me by the balls and won't let me go that is a uh, modern warfare 2019 boy, especially with the uh, season two coming out. I've just been uh very engaged. I've just been found myself logging in daily to, uh, you know, get my dailies in and try to get to rank 155 and then try to get to 100 on the battle pass. Uh, but boy, I've been addicted and I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been uh it's been pretty interesting though. Um this is definitely the most uh engaging modern warfare for sure, hands down. I've been playing consistently. I'd have to say, yeah, since Modern Warfare 2, man, that is probably the biggest compliment I could give to this game. Cause uh yeah, it's been like the past Call of Duties I've been playing, you know, I at least get to the max rank and then I'd be done. That'd at least be my kind of fix for it, and then I'd pretty much would just not play it after that uh i, I played uh black ops 4 more than i normally would too to some extent but not not as much as uh modern warfare i feel at least so but it wasn't just all modern warfare i did uh dabble into near automata i try to put a little bit of hours into that i'm not sure if i'm gonna fully go into that full force yet 
I've been feeling kind of timid about it and considering the time commitment for that game, but I've been liking what I'm playing so far. The combat feels good. You get that smooth, buttery 60 FPS, which is great. Um, story I'm, I'm getting interested in, um, but I'm not sure if I want to commit to it fully just yet. So uh, probably due to that was because, uh, of course, you guys might have seen me uh, stream it yesterday. A Devil May Cry 3. Um, yeah, I, I, I felt myself like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play this again, especially for those that don't know. Uh, the Switch edition, it, it did get added. Um, I'm pretty sure I talked about it already in the show. But uh, freestyle mode, which basically lets you switch all your styles on the fly, which you couldn't do before, like... Um, Devil May Cry 4 and 5 and you can switch uh, across all your weapons um, via a weapon wheel I'm not sure how that plays out fully yet at least uh, when I was playing last night I didn't unlock at least all the weapons to kind of get a real good feel for it so I'm not sure if it, it works or not but what I played it seems like I could get used to it it might be just a little more finicky than I'd prefer, but I'd still again have to kind of play with it a little bit more. So, um, and I also dabbled in the outer worlds. So, I've been out of the loop for this game, and then yeah, actually playing it now, I totally get the uh praise for it. It definitely scratches the hell out of that uh Fallout itch, like uh Fallout. Four couldn't. I, I don't know. I, I like Fallout Four in a lot of aspects, but it's definitely scratching that Fallout itch for me for sure. Just getting a lot of the same similar vibes and tones for that overall. I didn't put too much time into it, but uh, again, I was just dabbling in it, dabbling it, dabbling it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, dabbling with it um, before the inevitable Devil May Cry Three. Pretty sure that's the game I'm just gonna devote a fair amount of time into trying to upgrade my styles and uh, get a feel for how the new freestyle mechanic works now that uh, you have all your styles at your disposal to switch easily on the fly whenever you want, which is just the best thing they could have done and added to this game to make it the definitive version to play, which so far from when I played at least what nine missions in, it's definitely the definitive version uh, of Devil May Cry 3, hands down. Hands down. Don't put your hands up. Put them down <laughs> for Devil May Cry 3. That's all I'm going to say. Um, then this past weekend, I dabbled into the um, the betas. I got some of the, some of that beta some of that beta action. <laughs> I guess if you say that, if you were to say that a couple, well, boy, like a decade, mm, uh, two decades ago, that'd be like kind of somewhat relevant. But uh, I digress. Um, uh, the Halo beta, uh, or at least the flight program for Halo PC, um, since, you know, they are rolling it out. They started with uh, Reach. Uh, so now they're moving on to Switch. I mean, Switch. Now they're moving on to Halo 1. Um, and then, you know, inevitably two, three, four and all that. So at least, uh, messing with Halo one, there was some bugs, but overall it was pretty smooth. It was one in particular. If you were playing on mouse and keyboard, if you, um, for some weird reason, if you had your vehicle, uh, 
button or attack map to the right button, which is it is by default. Um, the right uh, mouse button function wouldn't work, which is zoom for Halo. So that was kind of annoying, but I guess the temp workaround for that was to unmap or unbind the um, attack vehicle attack action to another key outside of the right mouse button and then it will work but that's a known issue they're aware of now anyway so pretty sure that'll be fixed eventually surely but surely um but outside of that felt like some good old halo some good old classic halo one at least i've never really played halo one too much in terms of like the traditional like you know super huge land environment but at least for online and you know having a super huge reference of halo 2 felt pretty good for what it was so um i believe i'm gonna probably test that out gradually throughout the week or throughout the end of this weekend too also played the bleeding edge beta for those that don't know it's uh, a beta for um well <laughs> i don't know why it's <laughs> beta for bleeding edge <laughs> i'm not sure why i phrased it that way but whatever um, which is uh, basically a third-person action game. Kind of think, at least probably my my uh, best reference point is if you mix For Honor with Overwatch, you kind of get Bleeding Edge. That's probably the closest, I guess, characteristics I can think of. Um, played probably like a good four four to six matches, I want to say, over the weekend. It was uh, It was meh. I have to say it was mad. It wasn't like exceptional or astounding. Um, it was okay. I don't know. It was just some gripes I had with just the general gameplay of it. Um, I just wanted more depth and like responsiveness from the combat. It just felt like when you hit people, you didn't really get that umph or, you know, that kind of like registration that was fulfilling you know if, if that makes sense where you know you get the satisfying sound that you know felt like man i really hit his ass or something like that i feel like that's probably one of the essential components that is missing uh of the game currently at its current state considering it is in closed beta right now they could um make that fix um and then yeah of course the other aspect pretty much for all the characters I mess with, I'm pretty sure it's pretty much everybody. The combos were pretty limited. I would like them to be more in depth or have some more depth to it in the same vein as for honor, which, you know, for honor, I think it really had a pretty good balance in terms of like your combos weren't too extensive, but they um, weren't too simple or basic. There was, you know, some nuances enough where, you know, it just wasn't all about memorization or, um, you know, just, yeah, I guess essentially memorization or execution. Uh, it was just more about, you know, uh, the best situation to use said moves and then kind of applying that in a smart way or kind of using some of the nuances and tricks of canceling out of stuff and things like that. Didn't really get uh, that vibe in Bleeding Edge. Maybe it's there, but at least from what I played, it didn't really feel that extensive in any way. So it's still time for them to shape that up. I know I got a survey from them regarding, you know, the uh, what they my thoughts on the game. And I I sure as hell put those uh, sentiments uh, accordingly in there. So hopefully um, 
that game does turn up. I, I do hope it does uh, turn up. But at least from what I play now, it's it's a bit meh for me. I'd probably give it another chance if there was maybe another round of the betas, which I'm thinking it probably is. But from what I played, it's uh didn't feel like nothing to write home about. So I don't know. But yeah, outside of that, um, uh, nah, it's pretty much all I've been doing. I haven't really been watching any other movies outside of Sonic, which I already talked about last episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Pretty much it. Um, but yeah, I think that'll conclude the show for this week. Um, again, if you have any questions you'd like to submit to the show, that will hopefully get answered on the show if I do get enough or what have you. Uh, feel free to submit them at aswitchtv at gmail.com. Um, if you are listening to this podcast on your respective podcast and platforms, feel free to rate positively or negatively. Um, subscribe and all that good stuff accordingly to your respective podcast and platforms. Uh, you can catch me on Twitch TV slash a switch where I am, re- where I do record this live every week on Thursdays, ideally at 7 PM, uh, PST <laughs> on a good day. Um, you can also catch me on youtube.com slash a switch where, you know, I've been a bit dormant, but I am putting that work in. I'm trying to at least, uh, get at least my video portions of the podcast on there for archival purposes. Uh, it's been a bit of a struggle for the, um, video or audio versions, um, to try to get on there, which is my, my one gripe with YouTube is like, why isn't there an option just to straight up upload your MP3 directly to YouTube? That just doesn't seem to make sense to me. I guess maybe they're just trying to make it more difficult for, you know, I guess, high readers that maybe just want to upload just music of people, I guess, but it's, it's dumb. And then I'm trying, I try to edit the video or podcast as a, you know, a video to upload to YouTube. Uh, I, at least I use uh, Adobe premiere. And then when I do it, the audio just want to skip relentlessly. So it's like, all right, (laughs) okay. So, all right. <laughs> I tried even different versions of the audio file, tried different audio files, tried copying the audio file locally to my C drive since at least I was doing it off my NAS and did not want to cooperate. So yeah, it's kind of the trials and tribulations of trying to transition or at least add the content to YouTube. But YouTube just was like, you know what? Fuck you. So how about that? <laughs> YouTube was like, what you going to do? You, 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 oh, you're trying to upload your audio podcast to YouTube, huh? Hmm. I don't know. Not sure if I want to do that for you. So, uh, good luck. <laughs> basically, basically what YouTube, uh, told me, I mean, Google in general too, cause I already, I'm going to get on a slight rant because, uh, I had an issue with a uh, Google play in terms of my podcast. I uploaded, they said some mess about some audio crawl, which I didn't get on the other platforms I uploaded to, which at least specifically, um, Spotify and 
iTunes. They didn't give me none of that back talk, but of course Google want to cause some problems, some issues. Say, hey man, uh, you got this audio crawl. What the hell is audio crawl? You can't even explain to me what audio crawl is. How do you even know? Um, I'm sorry. Let me let me chill out because uh, I see myself getting getting real angry. Not not so angry. Mired. <laughs> mildly tempered okay um but i'm good all right it's not a big deal okay i i i tried to tell them that from support it was like you know what hey it's on you buddy it's you're the problem like okay how am i the problem if i upload it to other platforms and it's not a it's, it's not an issue i don't get any error or anything like that so uh one of these things is not like the other one of these things are not me okay what I should have told him should have called his ass just 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 gave him everything you know but I'm not that person all right I'm not that person level-headed calm respectful most of the time <laughs> oh yeah so I mean you know just to try to be be somewhat transparent in terms of uh the attempts I at least am making to try to upload to YouTube for, you know, viewing convenience and or pleasure. So yeah, outside of that guys, uh, that is pretty much it for episode 43 of switches sites podcast on two 2020 It's never going to happen again. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> um yeah guys uh till next time I just put like a super emphasis on that Nobody's safe.